brought to you by the WZIP sports team. This is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. Someone brings a video up and was like, hey, look at this. And we all kind of watch it. And to be honest with you, we all just kind of like chuckled and, and just <laughs> thought nothing of it. Exclusive original content. They do need Austin. Every Theory. brand needs Austin. That's no. why SmackDown won. That's why SmackDown won. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. they got Austin Theory. And of course, the hottest takes. Kings Celtics. Okay. If we see Kings Sixers, I'll sell my dog. <laughs> Man, you heard it here first. Mitch Bates is going to sell his dog. So get ready because it's time for SPT Overtime. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Power Talk Overtime. I'm your host this week, Logan Congrove, and joining me today are two very special guests from Cronus Academy and the Cronus brand. It's Abdel Rodriguez and Anton Trifanov. How are you guys doing today? Good, sir. How about yourself? Fantastic. Guys, I'm super excited to talk about this brand, but first, I want to talk a little bit about yourselves. Give me some background information on both of you. Hi, Logan. Um... My name is Anton, as, as you just mentioned, and um, I had an interesting journey um, when I was about seven years old. Uh, I was at my grandpa's laps, and I saw how 24 men uh, play some game with one ball. And um, it, it had just happened to be I fell in love with the, with the sport, and from that day, I told my, my mom and my dad that, hey, one day I'm going to be playing there and everyone will be watching. And I'm lucky to say that, yeah, the, the dream came true and uh, I ended up playing at every level uh, that you could possibly imagine. Um, Champions League for my club, Europa League, uh, World Cup qualifiers, Olympic Games, um, and many other uh, less popular leagues. Um, including like some small European countries for seven years pro and then going back going here to US finishing my career as the collegiate player uh, was an interesting experience too <laughs> but I love it uh, I like it a lot and and after I decided to go back to school um, first got my associate's degree at Lakeland Community College which to this day was one of my favorite things to do when I met my um, my best friend Abdel, and then um, I ended up going to the Kiri College at my bachelor degree, master's degree, and start coaching about what 2009, almost 14 years ago. So, got this uh, education done, and then uh, went to coaching school at the same time. And in about 10 years, took me about 10 years to get to the A license. So now I'm lucky to say, A license coach. That's awesome. <laughs> that is Doesn't awesome. Doesn't do really much <laughs> lessons, but yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of investment and a lot of fun stories. But that's uh, uh, right now just coaching every day, uh, Monday through Sunday, and do a lot of work for a brand for Cronus uh, together with Abdel. Absolutely. Yeah. Abdel, how about you? Man, mine isn't as, as awesome as, a, as Anton's, but, you know, we all had a similar dream, just mine fell a little bit a little bit or a lot of bit shorter than his did but um yeah i mean i was born in mexico came here at a very young age and decided to go back to play there my dream ended in the the third division and then we were able to come back into the states and play collegiately like anton mentioned you know it's where i met him and was able to transfer into a division one program had a you know ups and downs as a, as a division one athlete and for me at that point you know the biggest question was where we were going to take cronus or 
or where was this actually going to go to and what it was going to become right so my my dream at that point i think began you know versus ending where i always thought my dream was to just become a professional athlete and go from there but once cronus really started to pop off i kind of felt like i finally had something that i couldn't actually leave my name and tied to it you know so that's like i said not as as interesting as anton's when it comes to playing and stuff like that but here we are together right 10 years later and still pushing strong you guys mentioned that you met at Lakeland Community College. Yeah. Talk a little bit about how the original idea for Cronus sparked based off your early interactions. It was interesting because I technically was recruited in to, re- to replace Anton, right? So Anton played 2009 and 10. I came in as 11, 12. I mean, the plan was never to, to be here. I met Anton one random day, and he was leaving to Urbana. And I was sleeping on this couch for, <laughs> I think it was like three, four days until my apartment was available. And, uh, you know, as you know, Coach Augusto, right? So Augusto, right. Augusto was technically my roommate. Things happen with Anton, and he can explain more what happens with Urbana, but um, he ended up leave, leave, living with us for about two months. And during that time is when me and him got really close. And, yeah, I mean, Cronus just kind of came about randomly, right? I was I was kind of in between of wanting to do something, and Anton had told me like that he knew this guy in Florida who had a brand, like he had an academy, but he would make these gloves somewhere, and it was just so they can all look like uniform. Mm-hmm. And I, it was the first time I knew I, I heard of someone being able to make them, right? You kind of don't don't know about that right. stuff unless you're like a Nike or Adidas. You just assume that only certain people could do them, and. I started researching pretty strong. This is like no, like December 2011, 12-ish, something like that. And then Corona just kind of randomly came about where it's just like, I just order some, see how this comes, very basic gloves. And, you know, we each put in 250 bucks and just called it a day. We didn't even know if the money was going to arrive. We just kind of hoped for the best and <laughs> see if that was going to go. And, um yeah, I mean, there wasn't much thought into it. No logo, no website, no nothing, just some random design and, and, a, and a Cronus name, you know? I would add with the good, with the good thought process behind and uh, the love for the game. Uh, because uh, back then and early 2009, 10, 11, like Abdel mentioned, were the, the, all the families, right, at the, at the youth levels, uh, they would go to Dick's Sporting Goods and other uh, local stores searching for the gloves and uh, the gloves that were on the shelf was was uh, arguably, I wouldn't say, I, w- I don't want to say any bad words, but uh, wouldn't match uh, the expectations for the high level development, right? So that's why we had an idea in mind, so how can we uh, provide our youth, our future, our our everything that we have, right, for, um, with the product that can support them uh, with their journey, uh, day in and day out. And maybe it will not be the uh, best possible glove for the for the thousand uh, dollars for ten pairs, but it will make sense for the parents and uh, for the players, right? That it will it will give them a better chance uh, to compete, um, like nationally and internationally as well. Mm-hmm. So that's couple extra thoughts behind the company too yeah yeah abdel you mentioned urbana you said anton wanted to expand on that let's hear a little bit about that no he was supposed to go to urbana right and that's why (laughs) we were only supposed to be with each other for like three days or something like that but um whatever was he can explain more but yeah it was interesting (laughs) uh, um 
again, uh, with me being the third generation here uh, in this country, um, I had no idea what the college system is all about. I, honestly, I didn't even know uh, what the difference between NCAA and NIA back then, right? Not even mention that there is multiple divisions uh, in soccer. So it ended up, it ended up happening that um, uh, back then, if you played professional soccer, you were not eligible to play NIA or NCAA. And um, when I applied for Urbana, uh, they just say, hey, everything looks good besides that uh, on, on this minute you played in the Champions League and here you go in the World Cup you're getting a yellow card and uh, you're no longer eligible to play college soccer so again that's uh, that's why I didn't go to Urbana but not going to Lake Erie where I started coaching and still it worked out very well so. How did you guys make Cronus successful early on what did you do to promote your brand after you had kind of decided this is something that you wanted to take a little bit further to be fair, I think um, it's where me and Anton as a team work very good, right? Um, I think I've kind of been more of, and at that time I was 19, 20, and it was more in my head of just like, let's just kind of go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And Anton was like, oh, you know, let's just chill back a little bit, right? Baby yeah, baby steps. And for me at that time, like originally the whole process of the gloves was I needed gloves to go to play at UNLV. And all I really cared was about like, I need gloves and I need something that is quality for mm -hmm. me without thinking about kids or anything like that. And I remember when we were deciding what we were gonna order, we ordered, let's say 10 size nines for me, and then like 10 size, I don't know, sixes or sevens for the kids that Anton trained. Mm -hmm. To be fair, I've always said that we wouldn't survive with each other only because I think I was so, so like into the design and wanting the glove to be something special. And at that time, Anton's already coaching kids. So we kind of automatically had a product that was at that, like you said, it was decent enough than, than what they were able to get and customers that were willing to trust in their coach, which was Antoine to just say, Hey, just get this. And for years, we, we never told people that we were partners. It was Antoine was just telling people like, Oh, Abdel, the guys who train here started a brand and you know, we're going to help them out. Not knowing that Antoine was part owner of it, but we were just kind of really spectacle of people thinking like we were just trying to push our product onto these kids that were just here to train and trust in him so yeah absolutely when you develop a glove Abdel what are some of the inspirations behind it what makes you want to make your glove differ from the rest it's weird because I never saw myself as a designer whatsoever right um, as I got older I kind of understood where it comes from but um, you know going to Japan and stuff like that take inspiration from those things inspiration from COVID like our best-selling glove right now, the, the Lina, comes from, you know, times that I spent during that COVID time, right? So it's just things that happen around and just kind of throwing them in and then throwing them into Anton and say, what do you think? And most of the time he's like, that's cool, whether it's a good or bad. <laughs> and then Anton is a more, you know, analytical one of like, uh, it's working or it's not working and versus like, oh, it looks good. I like the design. Let's go with it. But more of what 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 facts come behind it, right? How the cells are going and stuff like that. So design-wise just kind of just kind of comes it just I, I don't really have a process on how it goes but i think it's just life in general yeah absolutely and then on the field what makes cronus gloves different from the rest what makes a goalkeeper want to be outfitted in cronus well uh, the idea that we had a long time ago and to this day um and the the, the message uh, to all the goalkeepers is is the same um 
we we're not trying. We deliver fresh manufactured gloves, gloves that don't go to the distributor center and then sits there for months or maybe years, and then they go to the distributor stores and then they finally go to the customer. Uh, we don't do that. We have a, a direct uh, relationship between here is the product, right, and within two to three weeks, it's already on the field, and that's that's the most unique. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the most unique about the product because it's fresh. And then, oh, oh, again, maybe listeners don't know, but the the latex uh, through the time loses its um, its uh, benefits, right? It loses the grippability. It loses the durability. Uh, but it, if it's fresh, it um, it holds uh, the most of it, right? And ideally, you try to consume the product you know, within the first uh, eight to eight to ten weeks max, and then after that, it's already losing the value. Um, so that's that's the most unique thing about Cronus, right? We don't manufacture uh, in thousands uh, and ten thousands of gloves, right? We do. Uh, have our numbers that we're trying to uh, maintain when it comes to the ordering new products with the idea, hey, we order it, let's say we order the new line and we know by the time it's going to be eight to ten weeks it's going to be sold out. And like uh, Abdel mentioned uh, before, we have a big clientele uh, around this country in multiple states where we can uh, definitely rely on their loyalty to us uh, because of the previous experience with the brand. And, uh, uh, and and years of trust, right, to the brand, because the uh, brand is uh, almost 10 years old, although Abdel will tell you it's 10, but uh, on, the, on the paper it's still nine and a half. Um, <laughs> so it's years of trust, it's years of, um, of loyalty, and um, years of us giving back uh, to, uh, to multiple families and multiple communities, um, providing them with, like I said, as fresh product as, as possible. Obviously, any product in any field is a lot of trial and error. Did you guys have any problems with some of your earlier models that you were able to kind of build off of as you've gone through your 10 years? You don't really know what you're doing. That's the reality, right? When we first transferred that, that $500, it was one of those things where let's hope if, if it even arrives. And it goes back to what I'm saying. Like I, I classified it as a 10 years already due to the fact that it arrived in May. That was our first batch that arrived to us. And Anton looks at it like we didn't we didn't officially start the brand until what was it, January? January, January, right? Where we where we registered it with <laughs> you know U.S. government and stuff like that. But um, regardless of, of what date it is, it's it was a it was a special moment that we've still been here for ten years, right? I I don't know if with the brand maybe Anton and I are as close as we are, or, or in, and if you think about it, like the amount of kids that that are you know like Anton was saying loyal to it, right? The camp is going on right now, and there's what a hundred and 154 wow. kids that chose to fly in to this camp that when when Anton came out the idea of doing the summer camp it was less than 30, less than 30 and it was like this is the last time we're doing this right so um going back with the gloves it was just I remember we got one we got one one order which is maybe our second or third order and we assumed they were just going to arrive the same as the way they've always been arriving and it was a complete different um like sizes, <laughs> uh, material, whatever it was, right? And and we're over there thinking, and we were selling at maybe like $35 at that time. And we're looking at like, how who's going to buy this? Like, who's going to buy this glove? It's so bad. And 
we ended up I, I ended up using it at UNLV still like one of them and I remember telling him like they're bad but they're not that bad like we can <laughs> like they're, they're okay they're good enough and uh, we just kind of pushed them as like look like if you wear them on turf they're good to go the backhand is really durable this is and that and we ended up getting rid of them right but yeah those are those are experiences that just happen and today like things happen and it's no big deal at this point you know for us the standard is the question would i use this glove in the world cup or champions league and the answer is yes they're good yeah <laughs> no that's bad yeah and uh, and we always hold at each other to the highest standards that exist in this world right the world cup and um, that's our that's, that's our like i said that's our standards yeah and if it's not if it's under the standards then we need to go and revisit and be, and, and adjust but trust me what's what's bad for us might be the best thing uh, for the for, sure. for the other for the other ones so. absolutely if you had to pick a specific glove what would you say your favorite one to work with has been for both of you for me um i i from my opinion i think the cronus axios that came out in 2014 was you know like if parents say like oh like the first child changed their lives like that would be it because it's the first one that for me i fully designed in a in a way that was different and it's the first one that we were able to get into pro athletes hands and it's the first one that we were able to get recognitions from other brands that were kind of like hey we had that idea like kind of like not necessarily buy it off of us but looking into this is a good glove what can we do right and mm -hmm. that glove came out it was 2014 2015 but it, i used it at unlv my final full year right so that one to me was definitely a special one because it's it's stayed as a as a centerpiece of like what came later on and one of our coaches tells us all the time like if you were to put that glove out today in 2023 it would still probably work out and going back what Danson was saying like that was a standard back then right can this glove meet the standard of surviving long term and being able to you know we're new we're trying to take people take customers from other brands or to get trust and you have to over deliver and we've always managed it that same idea and anton's been that way when it comes to coaching and developing kids so the same structure has always been there on over delivering this product and, and hoping it works you know and for me um we have a pending uh, patent on the glove. Um, I'm not going to do any names right now. It's still been in the process for almost, what, it's almost two and a half years yeah. we're trying to get the patent. Uh, so the idea will be in, you know, once we get it, we're going to come back and we'll announce what's the glove uh, <laughs> <laughs> I personally prefer the most. Yeah, that's it'll, awesome. That'll be a good one. That'll be a really good one. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sure everyone's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, it as well. Have you guys had the opportunity to create any custom gloves for certain players, certain teams that you wanted to touch on? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we, um, like I said, uh, with that Cronus Axio glove, there's a goalkeeper by the name of Luis Michel, who, Luis Michel is, you know, in, in the standards of Mexican professional soccer, it's, uh, you know, Arguably, you're talking about like top 20, like of generation of goalkeeping that's ever played for in Mexico or for Mexico. He's a World Cup uh, uh, goalkeeper as well. And that year, somehow his agent contacted us and said, hey, he wants to wear it. And I ended up taking a random trip in the middle of preseason at UNLV to TJ where he was playing, met up with him. 
we were able to make um what well, in the goalkeeper world the smu which is a special special made unit and um yeah it was the coolest thing we were nowhere ready for that though nowhere because i remember he asked us for like 40 pairs of gloves <laughs> and you know this is year one and a half and we're barely probably selling 40 pairs every certain month right so the fact that it's just like here you go and i think it's where me and anton like like i said works so well because i was so young so excited on you don't get who this guy is like you're russian you don't know what yeah he, you know <laughs> and anton's like yeah but like is this gonna actually give the sales you know like is this actually gonna turn into something and it's like of course it will and you're naive to think that you're just gonna it's just gonna work right right there's still so much and even today where we're much bigger we can afford to take more loss and all these kind of things and we sponsor certain athletes and we're still in that same boat like we still have to do so much work to promote those athletes promote get those eyes on them that you know their gloves are there they're wearing cronies to then be able to get the roi on all that you know and earlier on you you just don't know about it i just like how he called me russian but although i went to ussr i grew up in latvia played for latvia <laughs> so a different story, yeah. And uh, I'll just add on uh, to that, uh, starting with uh, with Akron. Um, for the past, um, God knows how many years, uh, at least half of the decade, we have a history of relationship with Akron University, one of the best men's soccer program in the world. I'm not gonna not gonna be afraid to say that, right? In the world, one of the best programs. Uh, we did the custom gloves uh, for mm -hmm. the Will Mayer. He's uh, one of the legends here. And, um, and to this day, he's still playing professional soccer in New York, and we still and still wear the same gloves, same chronic gloves that uh, he used to when he was playing for Akron. Uh, we did even last year, right when Gavin Hill, he's a, he's a, he was a coming freshman here at Akron U. Mm. Um, he asked to modify lean a little bit, yeah. and then and the head coach was on board and. They received the uh, special, special main yeah. and uh, just um, one of the examples how we can work together with local universities just to help them to yeah. as much as we possibly can to further develop the players and and um, we we want to win the national championship this year. That's also important. Talk about your connections with local universities, local schools. What do you do promotion-wise to kind of get your name out there and? make sure that these schools are coming to you for gloves? I think it's a, it's a, it's a question that you answer, you know, with, with two answers, right? It goes, I keep mentioning how great of a team Anton and I are, but when it comes to coaching, like there's no better goalkeeper coach in the country that I've met besides Anton. So when you look at his resume of the, of the athletes he's produced and that continue to come out of the Cronus Academy here in Ohio, those, those are our connections, right? When you take a nine-year-old girl or boy and then they become Will Mayer and then go play at Louisville, transfer to Akron, and then go pro. Well, just like that, without us even knowing that this is going to happen, right. all of a sudden, that's the, that's, the, that's the door that opens. When you take Gavin Hill that comes to Anton, goes to San Diego, comes back at Akron, well, there you go, right? And these are things that when we first started this, like I said, like it, it wasn't ever discussed, like, we're going to do this and we're going to be here. It was just kind of, I needed gloves, he needed gloves, and here we go. He was coaching kids, taught me how to coach kids, and now all of a sudden we have like a little um, mini army of coaches that are just under the Cronus umbrella who are in different parts of the country that are developing kids under the Cronus methodology that are going into Division One programs, becoming pros, and all of a sudden all they know is Cronus. All they know is their coach was Cronus or 
their coach is a part of Cronus. I wear Cronus. The uniforms are Cronus. We have other items that are Cronus. And that's all it is. And then it's almost like, and then they become pro athletes. And now they get the chance of, here's kind of like this special made unit for you, however you want, or whatever you want. And they kind of get that. So it's through the, the, the good job of years and years and years that we have done together. But a lot of it is a job that Anton has done on his own prior to Cronus existing that puts him in the position where these athletes are becoming these elite level athletes that then open up so much doors for us. I don't want to add here, you keep giving me all the credits, but uh, uh, I can give you behind the scene a little bit, right? For the past 10 years, I'm double carrying two phones and uh, <laughs> only with one. I uh, usually answer to the, you know, only to the uh, questions about the soccer development, and but uh, on both of his phones, he constantly talks uh, to the communities, to the coaches, and uh, I guarantee you, if you will open up his uh, uh, mailbox, right, you will see it minimum i'm talking about minimum 10,000 emails uh, to the uh, local schools colleges around the country uh, and months right so the question about the promotion uh, although abdel just mentioned a lot of it is the connection through the players but it's also hours 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 of uh, emailing and uh, communicating and follow up with the with the coaches with the college coaches high school coaches club coaches uh, community call you name it right that uh, that he does that might be unseen uh, but it's um, it's crucially important for the brand and uh, for the brand recognition and for for the growth overall of the company talked about how you learn to train kids Anton's been training kids for a long time so let's get into the academy portion of Cronus which like I mentioned there's two parts to Cronus there's the gloves and there's the academy and for those of you who don't know Cronus Academy is located in Hudson Ohio so let's let's start with that, Anton. What was it like establishing the facility in Hudson? Uh, well, before I'm going to go into establishing facility in Hudson, which is uh, obviously our highlight of the decade, right? It's one of our our um, one of the most successful projects when it comes to the uh, developmental centers. Uh, but Cronus Academy has been established um, probably the next after the Cronus, uh, like with the Cronus existence, right? And the Cronus Academy. Uh, was the like in still to this day uh, the main location is in Nevada, right? And and Abdel Rodriguez uh, was the first coach in the world uh, who uh, ran the first session under the Cronus Academy brand, and um, all the players in Nevada were the first one uh, who put the uh, Cronus Academy jersey on, and um, he was the first to experience all the ups and downs and um, to, to experience all the, all the challenges uh, that, uh, that for, the, for the future uh, coaches, because we have many affiliates coaches uh, in this country, right? So the, for, the, for the future coaches who will affiliate with the brand, he didn't even know that we will be at that, at that point, but he always believed that the Cronus Academy will be strong. And um, it just happened to be uh, that um, uh, we decided to take a huge risk uh, here in Ohio and uh, open up and invest uh, tons of money in renovating the facility, uh, almost what 10,000 square feet facility, uh, and convert that uh, to one sport. I, w I would say in one sport and one position. I don't think there are anyone uh, in Ohio, and I know there are some in the, in this country, but it's so risky to. Uh, to commit to one position in one sport. It's like you're training basketball player just to pass. 
right? So, you know, who would do that? But uh, like I said, with Abdel going through the challenges and taking those hits just on his shoulders, uh, I was already, I was already prepared and say, okay, he did these mistakes in the past uh, with this, this, and that. With the with the communicating to the his schedule, this didn't work. So I, I'm not gonna try, right? And. Uh, that that experience of years previously in, in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, going into Ohio already was like like I said already was a, a established plan that we knew that gonna work right. Um, that's why we took that risk and right now we train uh, 200 goalkeepers per week uh, between two head coaches. So it's me on one side and and uh, John Conger on the other side. So we have two head coaches, and each head coach has uh, at least two assistant coaches, and it just uh, it just unique settings where uh, we were able to uh, give back to local communities, local high schools, uh, grow uh, like I said, grow the skills of the goalkeepers who might not have a potential to play for a national team, but uh, they have a potential to stand out uh, at the upcoming travel tournaments and, and uh, uh, make a new friends, even if they're nine, nine, ten years old, making new friends, maybe uh, those that, that friendship in, um, in the years to go will, will, will make that world a better place, right? Just start at Cronus Academy, then go to the new friendship and then uh, turn out um, the difference in the world. But um, I just want to mention again, that wouldn't be happening uh, without Abdel's previous uh, experience because only me and him know how hard and how um, challenging his journey was. And I really want him to, for him to add more uh, about, the, uh, about those challenges. So maybe some coaches who are new to, to goalkeeping coaching um, might benefit from. Yeah, that was my next question, actually. <laughs> Abdel, what were some of the challenges that you encountered when yeah. you were out in Nevada? Well, first, you know, I got to I gotta thank my guy over here that just, <laughs> you know, gave me all these flowers. But, you know, we we both know a lot of behind the scenes that without him, it would have been much difficult to take these risks. But, yeah, I mean, when, when, I, when I came up to Antoine about, like, let's just make this um, – into a Cronus Academy, it was it was mainly be, because of the fact that he was already coaching, right? Like I wanted to start something in Vegas, and he kept pushing me to do something in Vegas, and I didn't believe in naming this like I don't know, Abdel Rodriguez goalkeeping or elite goalkeeping or some something you know I don't want to say basic, but something like that. And to me, it's like we already have a brand, we're producing items, might as well just make an academy at it, right? And we we created these green uniforms at that time. They were probably the most hideous thing we've ever done. <laughs> but it, it it was all in the mind of what Antoine had said. Like, if they all match, it all looks professional. If they're all in the same thing, it looks much better than just T-shirts and whatever, right? right? So, yeah, I mean, when, when I, I went for it, it was, a, it was an interesting journey just because of the fact that, like, for example, like, we have a girl here right now that maybe you know or maybe not, but your dad knows as well. Uh, but Taylor Rath is in is in town right now. She's basically been Anton's assistant for the past like six weeks or whatever she's been doing here. But Taylor is like my fourth girl that I was able to train when she was nine, right? So to see her go, like she's one of those people that like has lived through the green uniform phase, through <laughs> all those kind of things, and then for her to come and for her to see, and she's like the facility is so cool because of the fact that like she remembers just me, her, random balls, you know, handmade tools at a park. And firsthand sees now, 
you know, she's training with Danto in the facility with John, with all the other coaches, with machines, and everything is top level, right? And we produce everything, the balls, the equipment, everything that's being used is being made in-house by Cronus. So when I think about, like, the brand, I think about those girls, you know, because my beginning kids were just girls. And to the fact that, like, Taylor's still here today, and now she's experiencing literally day one and now day whatever it is, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, I was young, 20, 21 year old, and trying to become this part-time professional athlete or at UNLV, this little brand and then doing customer service with parents who I can be their, their son, you know, and <laughs> the challenges were very, very unique and very difficult that I don't think without Anton's guidance on certain things, I could have, you know, sometimes at that age, you're just going to tell someone to F off and it is what it is. Right. But, you know, learning from other people and especially from him on like, well, like their parents, you know, they care about their kids. You're just a coach. Like you're just there being trusted with it. You have to understand that like they care about their child. And if you could do a good job, great. But the moment that you don't do one, like they're just going to find someone else. Right. You know, and those things, you know, take years, take years to understand. Anton, talk about some of the challenges to training under the Cronus name before the facility in Hudson existed. Um, well, my biggest challenge for all the years was the, the, the environment we are in right now, um, where a parent um, or I would say a family with multiple kids uh, when where mom and dad are full time how many times they can get a child uh, on the training field well one if lucky right uh, so for uh, for me personally uh, the biggest challenge was how can we develop a national team goalkeeper uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, where mom and dad are full time, and uh, they only can can bring the his, their child uh, for 60 to 75 minutes per week, including there is there will be some weeks where they're on vacation, including there there will be some weeks where we have holidays, including there's some weeks where the uh, athlete can be injured or recovered from the injury, right, and of course tournaments. So if you if you will break it down uh, into the how many actually uh, weeks there can be available, it's going to be anywhere between 30 to 35 if 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 you're lucky, right? And I'm talking about the family only with two kids, but because a lot of the time it's three, and then it's even more challenging. Right. So if you if you know that uh, the family can uh, can commit to uh, 30 to 35 weeks, that means you have 30 to 35 sessions. So how can you develop the national team goalkeeper if you have only 35 weeks with them 35 hours i would say right or let's say, let's say even 40 hours uh, compared to the mls academies where the uh, where the uh, goalkeeper coaches see their players every single day so monday through friday they they train them okay so how can we compete with that how can we like abdel said what which type of a standards and methodology should we create uh, to finally be able to uh, to put a player from Cleveland, Ohio, to the national team, right, to compete globally. So those are the uh, so those were my biggest challenges, and and um, I think once I found all the answers and um, and finally was able to uh, put that curriculum on the paper, um, um, I was officially ready to to start the Cronus Academy here. Absolutely. 
So a typical Cronus Academy training session, how does that go? What makes Cronus training sessions different from the rest? Well, that's the, that's, I just, just mentioned, right? The curriculum, the criteria for each training session. And the criteria need to have a number one environment, right? So you, it needs to have a performance environment and under the performance environment, it needs to be a rhythm. A rhythm, it means everyone is moving. So there are no standing in lines because of the time. The, the all you have, the 40 hours, 40 hours a year to develop national team player. So you, ha you have to have a rhythm, you have to have a flow, you need to have a complexity to develop the national team goalkeeper. So complexity of the training session. You need to have a special tools, right? To produce a minimum, I'm telling you right now, minimum 200 repetition per training session. So if you see the, the goalkeeper 30 times, it's gonna end up being close to 6,000 reps. And uh, <coughs> Abdel recently had a conversation with Mexico national uh, team goalkeeper and he will talk about it further. But um, we asked him what, what, what needs to be done to play for the Mexico national team, men's national team at the World Cup level, right? That just happened in Qatar. And the coach said, well, they need to receive 10,000 and, ten, and uh, maybe even 100,000 of repetition to be at that level, okay? And that's why uh, when, when I go back and analyze what we do during the training sessions and calculate uh, the thousands of repetition our goalkeepers uh, were receiving, uh, I can now conclude that Vicky uh, Sefredin got the glove, the golden glove at the World Cup, being from here, from Willowick, Ohio, uh, not because it was given, it was earned. It was earned with thousands of reps, ten thousands of reps, right? And that's that's the uh, that's the there is a methodology behind, and that's what makes us the most unique. And a lot of the time, when when you go on social media, uh, you can already see how other coaches trying to either uh, either affiliate uh, themselves with the overload and repetition. Or opposite, they 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 see repetition as the, as the threat for the you know, for the for their system, and um, the system here has been established many many years ago. I'm not gonna go and and argue which which system is better or what's or, or or which is not. I'm only here for Cronus Academy, and we do base our methodology for the complex overload of repetition, quality repetition in thousands per year. And that's how we were able to develop a national team goalkeeper who was awarded the Golden Glove, which is the best goalkeeper in, the, in our CONCACAF region. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult to do those things. I was, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to have Anton in my corner, but you know, when we were able to get a Vegas, a Vegas girl and a Vegas boy into the national team, it was, uh, a very special moment on my end because of the fact that, you know, I was I was working at a much lower experience compared to Anton. But like he said, you know, when you have years, years, even if you take the same process with the with the gloves, right? You have years of mistakes that then you start removing certain things. Like when me and Anton, when I was still playing, and me and Anton would talk about things, and it's like, well, what worked with this kid, and where did I fall short? And there's not many coaches that do that. And the big thing at that time is that hypothetically let's say we had 50 kids at the academy at that time you're you're collecting data on 50 different humans 50 different um you know little points that maybe your mistake didn't wasn't a mistake it just didn't work out for this one athlete 
And then Anton was collecting all this data on like, well, in general, this worked and this did not. Let's dump this out and then let's do this with the next one. And then the numbers keep growing and you're having all these numbers that can, you know, give you these conclusions that this does work, this doesn't work. Whereas a lot of times with coaches, you know, they run maybe five kids at a time and if it works for all five, then it's technically a false analysis, right? Because there has to be something that does not work. And if you're not fact-checking all these things, then you're never going to know. And for us, like, within 10 years, the amount of national team goalkeepers that came out, you know, it's pretty remarkable. The amount of, not even goalkeepers I've gone to college, but, like, what we, me and Anton always talk about, gone to college on money and then gone to college on money and are playing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, when you're meeting those goals, like, what's the point of us doing all this and then these kids go to college and they have to pay their whatever they're paying, right? Like I said, Taylor Rath is at Pepperdine. It's $95,000 a year. There's not many people in the country that can afford $95,000 tuition for their kid. Not me. But, you know, she has a very good deal there. And those are things that it goes again, like, without assuming that this is the way it worked because it worked for me and because someone told me that that's what it worked, it's literally years of the same product line of the gloves, the kids, of is this the standard that can get us to this position? Yes? Cool. No? We toss it and we keep going, right? And it's where we are today. You know, it, it, it doesn't... You're looking at, you know, a company that literally from $250, $500 became where it is, but with endless effort through it. And like Anton said, like, earn, not given, right? That we're just earning these days and these strides. And with a lot of loyalty from the kids because we're doing a good job, they're, they're achieving goals that I know I had, that Anton was able to, to live as well, but that I, that I had. And I always think if my father was to find Cronus, if he was... You know, if I was a kid today, would he be happy investing into this? And when, when you do things like that and your answer is yes, then you know you're on a, good path, on a good path. Because I don't think there's any of our families that came back and said, that wasn't good. Right. And lastly, to this topic, I think a very important po- point, and I'm, I'm del- you're bringing the name of Taylor, who is the upcoming junior, I think, right? Junior mm-hmm. Pepperdine. Uh, we, have, we are spoiled coaches. Uh, because uh, in a good way uh, a lot of the time uh, in this country when we talk to the coaches they say they see hey this 12 years old is a future national team player or this 14 years old will be division one full right in UCLA but they don't have the knowledge of uh, or background of developing uh, goalkeepers who play on the full right at UCLA we do yeah they don't have a goal they don't have a goalkeepers who played for their uh, for this country and for many other countries and the national team and youth one is uh, we do so that's just uh, we spoiled enough to say okay we can compare 10 years old 10 years old let's say Becca uh, to how Vicky was at 10 years old right and if, uh, if she's behind in some topics and we feel like they're same structure same speed same technical abilities we can tweak things just to make sure uh, that Becca will develop with the same rate. And if we can end up playing for the national team, well, Becca will have a better opportunity. Same thing with the with UCLA and on the women's side, they, they won last year the national championship, right? So uh, we have multiple girls in this pr- in the, around the country who dream of one day uh, for that title, but uh, a lot of the coaches deliver the wrong message they just they just assume that uh, 
uh, every other goalkeeper they train can be at that level. And I can tell you right now, all the parents who are listening, it's it's extremely hard. It's one of the million, right? So to the, this right now, there I want to say over 25 million registered youth players in this country, and to uh, to be at UCLA uh, starting goalkeeper, it's uh, it's extremely hard. It's, it's one. A, it's, a one. <laughs> it's one. It's one. Right. Yeah. And the same thing for uh, for uh, University of Akron here, where we're sitting right now, right? It's there is one. Yeah. Right. There is one out of millions who will uh, who will uh, put the jersey on and uh, step on this beautiful field in the backyard uh, and and represent this program. There is one. But like I said, we spoil enough. We can compare it because yeah. we 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 did manu- uh, we did have a success with um, uh, with sending over 100 goalkeepers uh, to uh, top 100 uh, universities on both men's and women's side. When you guys talk about playing at the next level, whether that's college or the professional level, what does Cronus Academy do to help your players make those connections with coaches? I mean, I think, I think like I said earlier, right, when we have like this little, at this point, it's like a, a little ecosystem right you that you like the goalkeepers will come in at a young age they'll learn what Cronus is they wear the gloves they become better athletes they go into you know usually you know it doesn't happen unless something crazy happens where like the athlete no longer chooses to become a goalie but more often than none they will go and play collegiately and then from then on well the cycle continues to become what you know usually maybe they become co- they become coaches or want to learn how to coach but when you know that whole cycle of the past 10 years, the only way you're going to learn, you know how to coach is our Cronus way, right? So a lot of these coaches and or these athletes become coaches, take it elsewhere, and those same coaches recruit within in-house usually. Or they'll compare it in the sense of like that girl fits like what they're doing over there. This is a good sign, right? Like we have, you know, coaches that will, you know, maybe call us and say like, hey, this girl reminds me of Vicky. I know I can't get Vicky, but I can get this girl right here. What do you guys think about it? Like, yeah, the qualities are similar, the same. Using, like I said, analytical work, more likely than none, that's going to be a successful goalkeeper. But when you're comparing them to the to the kids that are being made here, if you if you do the analysis correctly, you have some sort of success there, right? And then I think with the fact that when we're bringing in all these athletes, all these coaches into the camp, well, all of a sudden these kids – start to you know create a name for themselves with the college coaches that are here right became like the other day we had columbus crew come out and look at 10 year old boys or 11 year old boys are you know becoming of age of being able to be in the mls academy and what they're looking at is not necessarily they don't know that but most of the kids that they mention are are in-house goalies you know in here like at the camp not every kid is our kid there's kids that were invited that were special kids special talents but when Columbus Crew comes and it's like, oh, who's this kid? Oh, this kid's from Vegas, this kid's from LA or whatever other academy we have across the country. And then it goes again, right? Those kids are now making that connection through the brand, through the work that Anton and I have done over the past decade. And now it's just literally here. And I know me growing up to get so those kind of trials where you have to go to them, they have to open up that door for you, you're good enough, no, does it work for them? And all of a sudden they're coming here, right? It's like we just have like this plate this buffet of athletes for them and they're just <laughs> picking you know what works and what doesn't and that that's not that's not at least within the sport of soccer and especially in the sport of in the position of goalkeeping it's non-existent 
you could do that for football. They have the blue chip camps or basketball and all those kind of things. But for goalkeepers, it, th there's no such thing like that. And there's only one that happens, and it happens here every year. And it's under the Cronus brand, and it's, you know, where coaches are coming and understanding exactly what's happening and what they're looking for. And I think it's important to add that um, uh, big schools like Akron U, uh, who have a relationship of recruiting Cronus in-house goalkeepers for the past eight years, Ohio State, uh, eight years, uh, Cleveland State, eight years, right? Uh, all those all those big programs recruiting from the Cronus, and, but the coaches talk also, hey, where's the goalkeeper? Where did you get the goalkeeper? Well, that was, was the uh, Anton and Abdel Cronus uh, Academy. Okay, then they will reach out to us and they, what do you have? Well, who is available, right? And the uh, same thing on the women's side, right? And Abdel just mentioned again, I mentioned again Vicky Safradin because she is the a very special uh, goalkeeper uh, to not just to our community but to the to the country, right? Because uh, she's, she was able to stand out uh, globally. Uh, but she was recruited to Virginia, right? And then um, out of the, like I said, out of the blue, I get a phone call uh, from Memphis, right? Top 25 program in the country, and they asked, okay, although Vicky is committed, what else is available, right? And then they were able to recruit the goalkeeper a year younger, Avery Kudla, uh, to Memphis. And they just, 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 uh, just the small stories and, uh, and examples of how, um, like I said, we start with one, uh, Carl, uh, Carl was one of our goalkeepers, right? And uh, now Carl is assistant coach at Cleveland State. Uh, we started with Carl at Cleveland State trusting in-house goalkeepers, bringing the local goalkeepers. And Cleveland State right now, they just won uh, the conference for the first time. And like I said, just want to congratulate again. Uh, Cleveland State doing a good job. And Sinisha and Vishnu on the staff, we're just all of us proud, right? Because we, at the end of the day, it's, it's our local schools. But that's just an example of how uh, coaches uh, might be able to talk among themselves, right, and, and recognize the success um, of the goalkeepers and, and learning their background and coming back saying, okay, I'm going to reach out to Cronus Academy. And Abdel just mentioned and, and then sending crew just send their head, head academy scout um, to summer camp. Yeah. It's, it's just not happening in, in this country where the scouts will go to the summer camp, but it happens at the Cronus Academy. Yeah. One of the big things about Cronus Academy, at least that I've noticed, is a, you guys use the jugs machine in your training sessions. What does the jugs machine do differently than just a coach kicking a ball? How does it emulate real soccer play and raise the level of training? Um, and it goes back to uh, the principle, the principle of, of the curriculum. Uh, we need to compete uh, with the MLS academies. MLS academies have a goalkeeper coach every day with their goalkeepers. But there are only so many academies and millions and millions of goalkeepers in this country. Right? So that's why uh, for us, we see the, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make that point. We see our goalkeepers on average 35 to 40 sessions a year and academy goalkeeper coaches see 25 sessions per month so that's why using the tools like you just mentioned jacks machine in a unique way not the trust me it's a, it's not just hey you just just jump in the machine 
and you put the speed on and you develop national team goalkeeper, <laughs> that's a big <laughs> no, no, no. It's a years of experience, right? It's a decade of experience. Uh, but the juxtaposition allowed us to, um, to deliver the content, and the content is the overload of repetition, minimum of 200 reps. And uh, you can hire the best goalkeeper coach in the world. The goal, it's, it's, it's impossible to deliver 200, 200 reps per each goalkeeper, each session, on a consistent annual basis. It's just, it just physically impossible. Mm -hmm. uh, it might be possible when your quality of repetition, so the quality of delivery goes down, and then you have one ball goes to your left, and then one to your right, but constantly hitting the quality repetition, each repetition counts toward the goalkeeper development, can be only done using the jugs machine at the, at the rate where we train, right? So, like I said, one, one session a week with the goalkeeper, and we still deliver the top talent. Yep. And we still deliver the top high school goalkeepers. We still deliver the top college players. And, and uh, uh, it's just, uh, it just how we do things yeah. in-house. Yeah, and, and I'll add like one last thing on that one. When you, when, like Anton said, right, we're competing within ourselves to be able to have a standard of can we outbeat you know mls coaches and not in the sense of like them specifically but we want to put our kids there right if kids are coming and that's their dream well, we want to help them achieve those things and when you know you're what we're doing in a year they're doing in a month you need to find ways to adjust those things right and it goes back to what anton was saying is that there gets a point that as humans you can't get those reps in you can do it you know if you're a great coach a good professional coach with top level athletes that you already scouted because they themselves can carry sessions with you. Like we've seen it firsthand where you put three of the best guys you can find in, you know, let's just say Ohio, the session's going to flow and you can put a, a, a below average coach with them. It's going to happen because of the fact that those athletes are quality athletes. And we always say it's like, but give them, you know, little Johnny that just all of a sudden, Hey, I became a goalie six months ago. And then some other kid that is maybe much more advanced. And then, you know, when you throw, because that's reality of life. And that's the kids that we're dealing with, the everyday kids that I just became a goalie yesterday and I'm here. And then six years later, now they're there. Mm -hmm. And you look at it, it's like, how is this happening? Because the MLS coaches are only coming and they're finding that little diamond that we saw them as like, they were nothing. You know, we always say like, oh, they could barely walk and chew gum and now they're special. And yeah, that's when you're taking them when they're special and it goes back when we hold that standard for each other of like, this is how it has to be or else it's not going to work. Going back to what we're saying, right? The gloves are the same, the same sort of standard happening. Could you guys pinpoint each of you one major success story for a player that you're really proud of? Like a player that you trained that turned out maybe from the ground up that just turned out to be awesome. You can pinpoint one key player that you remember fondly. It was the it was a lot of great stories, and it's extremely hard to uh, to pick the the most successful one, right? And it's also a question: What do you mean by the success? Uh, because there are different ways you can measure the success, mm -hmm. and uh, that's why I want to I want to like mention it again. If it's if we measure the success by playing at the highest level and earning the highest reward possible. And then Vicky Sefredin in the past 10 years 
was able to play at the World Cup and, and, and receive the reward of being a, a Golden Glove goalkeeper, one like best goalkeeper in our Coca-Cup zone. Uh, and that's just the playing at the highest possible level for the for the country, right? Uh, but uh, if we measure the success uh, based on uh, on like I would like Abdel said ecosystem, uh, well, we have a goalkeeper Liam McIntosh uh, who started training in house with us um, the year before he became a freshman in the high school. He couldn't lift the ball more than three inches and uh, and barely was able to um, uh, to to run one lap around the field right um, but after eight years he was named the best goalkeeper in uh, division three right had a successful career uh, collegiately and then um, uh, already started coaching with us Helping us uh, with the younger ones, uh, helping us with the and, and and progress, helping us with the top talent players. Right now, he is uh, giving back to John Carroll University, and he is John Carroll goalkeeper coach right now. Uh, to this day, he comes and trains the uh, goalkeepers at Florence Academy. At the same time, making a difference right now in the in a daily uh, people life, uh, doing the IT job for um, for one of the most respectful. Company is not going to name uh, the company, but he's the he managed the IT department, right? And like I said, and and um, and doing all the coding and like, uh, and and um, improving the products that already currently on the market. So that just uh, that just a story when it comes to the ecosystem. And but to me, uh, we also have the stories where uh, a goalkeeper was getting cut from playing a travel. Soccer, right? And, and say, hey, you're not good enough to play travel. Uh, and then that goalkeeper would come to Corinth Academy in uh, within the 24 months. Now that goalkeeper plays at the highest level, ECNL, on the girls' side. Um, not gonna, not gonna mention the name here. Um, just don't feel comfortable. Uh, but uh, that goalkeeper was able to play in the less than 24 months, from getting cut from a travel to ECNL. And been able to stand out and get a um, full scholarship and Division One uh, soccer later on. So, just those three examples of how different success can be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and it's funny that Anton mentioned Liam because Liam was uh, was my training partner during that time, right? So, I was a freshman in college and he was a freshman in high school, about to be one. And I, I will say that as much as Anton saying like, oh, Liam has successful in Division Three, Liam was arguably, you know, could have had a su successful career at a Division One level as well. Fits the profile, fits everything that's needed. Just obviously full of brains and a very smart, you know, young man today that chose a Division Three world to, to get a much better education. For mine, one of my my most interesting conundrums was a goalkeeper by the name of... Um, Jacob Mays. Jacob Mays comes to me at a very young age, somehow blossoms into this huge, huge athlete that turns down schools like Duke, Georgetown, you know, these top Division One athletes that you don't normally turn down because his dream was, his bigger dream was become work for NASA one day. Goes to a Division Three school in California. COVID happens. Says, screw it, I'm just going to go pro. Goes pro in Europe. Plays for two, three years out there, comes back, finishes his education, and now works at Wall Street doing whatever he's doing. So it's like what Anton's saying. Like we, those success stories are, are stories that 
if we measure them athletically, maybe they don't go with how it's supposed to mm-hmm. go. But when you see their life, it's like, that's wild that that happened. That you you are some of the few people in this world that would turn down offers from, from Duke, Georgetown, because in your head, you, you've already made it that like, ah, yeah, I know I'm good enough, but I have a bigger dream. So I'm gonna go here, take a lower you know route technically, and then choose like, ah, I can play higher and then go pro retire because it was good enough that mm-hmm. you made that and then come back to do what you've always wanted to do. Right. And, and those are just interesting things that most people don't, don't know, nor do they do, you know, those are awesome stories. You both have mentioned the invite only camp that you guys hold every summer. Yeah. How did that come to be? Maybe the first year you said you only had around 30 players come to it. How have you grown the invite only camp and how did it come to be in the first place? Um, the idea was, um, of course, how t- we can compete with the MLS academies, right? And when we see the goal, with a limited amount of times. And um, first, first one was, okay, we have a summertime. We have a summertime where we can uh, bring the players and train them uh, not once a week, but we can train them two, three times a day. And uh, then we did the math, uh, how, many, how many sessions we need to do uh, to complete extra 30 hours. Right, so if we train them during the year, 30 to 35 hours of sessions, maybe like not, it's like close to 40 hours, then we're gonna run the camp and we're gonna give them almost the same, almost like 30 hours uh, to the development. For, for the most part, it's gonna be the same amount for the most players, right? And uh, so when we did the math, we did the calculation, and then um, uh, we found the facility. It was the previously called the Brett Friedel Academy, and um, and that was the interesting part to convince the parents because seven years, eight, eight years, seven years or eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, what the typical youth child would do in the summer would go to summer, summer camp, camp and play games, <laughs> right? yeah. goalie wars or tag games or some yeah. some nonsense. Uh, uh, power finesse games yeah. or whatever they called uh, back then in the summer yeah have pizza and, and juice for lunch kind of thing juice, yeah. yeah little burger night yeah. and all that good things and having a lot of fun and now we're proposing the schedule of three <laughs> sessions a day and every session is repetition 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 and and the family is like i'm not sure if my son or my daughter want to do it yeah. right it's like uh, it's like it's it's it sounds uh, it sounds overwhelming it sounds uh, something that uh, no one would agree to do uh, but um, we found those less than 30 ones the uh, I would say I wouldn't say they were more more most committed ones or most talented ones but they definitely were the brave ones they were really really brave uh, to uh, to trust us and and uh, um, we we went and ran the first camp. Um, Abdel will share more on behind the scene, but um, it was a great experience learning how much uh, talented athlete and that's why it's invite only. It needs to be talented athlete, athlete that physically and mentally capable of performing three sessions a day, right? And we go through the resumes of every single one of them, understanding and explaining to the families who might not know that this is not 
little summer camp where you, we go and play games. It's, it's a poor development, that's what we call it. Poor development of uh, a repetition uh, and there are no breaks. It's just uh, hours, hours of work, hard work uh, and, and fitness in the morning, right? Tactical sessions at night, you name it, we have it all. Uh, and with that idea in mind, with after the first camp, uh, me and Abdel did analysis, and and um, I think we did a good job expanding the idea across the country. And Abdel will share more right now on uh, the, like what 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 I mean by expanding the idea uh, across the country. And and in few years, we had a players from Japan. Germany, Estonia, Lithuania, Mexico, Puerto Rico, just international players were able to fly in to Cleveland, Ohio, or EVPA, where we used to be also, right? Just to get training session uh, with, uh, with us and our staff. And um, it, just, it just blows my mind of um, how the idea of getting the players another 30 hours become them like globally recognized right now and uh, um, I'm brave enough to say that we changed their lives right we impacted in the positive ways their lives and and um, uh, players were able to uh, show up and stand out uh, in the multiple in the multiple leagues multiple levels but yeah. I really want Abdel to share more behind the scene about the first camp <laughs> <laughs> and how we were expanding that. <laughs> Go for I, it. I hated it. It was awful. It was horrible. And, and, and it was horrible because I think I was just so young. And um, we had such high expectations how this was going to go. And when we get to Brad Friedel's facility, you know, it's Brad Friedel's facility. And we, if you ever go, it's in Lorraine and it is beautiful. But when you go inside and we're promised like, yeah, the laundry mat works. No, it doesn't. <laughs> You're going to have a chef. We didn't have a chef, right? So imagine our schedule that we still run to this day, 6 a.m., you know, the two mm -hmm. sessions, tactical sessions at night. But in between there, I'm doing laundry. We're all pitching in to cook at, well, let's just say it's 20 kids, 20 meals plus our meals. You're kind of still trying to figure out to get a break. Oh, but now it's time to go again. And you're just going and it was a week like that and i remember like at the end at the end of it we were so exhausted that we just bought uh bread and peanut butter jelly and just put it in the hallway just so the kids could snack in between because we were just falling apart <laughs> right like anton's overseeing them i'm at a local laundromat doing all the the gear for everyone washing drying coming back and it's like we just yeah, now, now we have to cook, you know? How many kids are here? And again, it's camp one that we just convinced, like Anton said, not every kid that we actually would have liked to be there, but the kids that chose to say, I'll, I'll go. Okay. And and they're different levels. Like we, I look back at that picture all the time. We took a picture. We all spent, I think, July 4th together that year. And we took a picture. And the only day that we had a quote-unquote cheap meal was that day. That thing we had burgers and and maybe pizza. I'm not sure, but we gave them one day because they were just exhausted, and so were we, right? Mm -hmm. And we finished that, and I remember <laughs> we're driving back home finally, and Coach Augusto is just like dead, <laughs> and he's swerving on the freeway, and Anton's calling us like, "What is going on? Like, why is he driving like that?" But it was just we were just exhausted, mm -hmm. and we say we're never gonna do this again. That was it. 
and here we are <laughs> and here we are and uh you know we've expanded it i think um like we said like with with the work of the academy of the gloves of the social media is like i look back at instagram in, instagram became something 2011 ish right facebook or whatever that came out and i remember just you know dming people like hey my name's adele i'm a 19 year old and i own a glove brand um yeah you can pay me through paypal and trying to convince these kids to just pay me through paypal because we didn't have a website or anything <laughs> like that and to where we are today where we have multiple websites right cronus in germany cronus in thailand cronus in mexico we're trying to open up in different countries and we have uh this camp this year that literally anton and i today are sitting at a coffee shop recapping where we are and it's like yeah we've never experienced it right it grew again and now we're trying to figure out what else can we do and our behind the scenes stuff now is so much different than day one but if you look at day one of camp the standard was always the same can we get a chef to feed the kids good food can we provide multiple services we were still bringing in at that time uh, guest speakers to speak to them right national team was it kaz that came no it was tom Ferner came first time yeah and um we had these great coaches that kids don't know who the hell he is <laughs> but we know and today it runs the same right we got mls guys here we got national team guys here and we have now like kids that they they know what they're getting themselves up to they understand exactly what's going to happen some don't but they assume they know the schedule they kind of see what's going on it's on youtube it's everywhere you can see it but today i was telling like one of the kids like you're never going to prepare for it you like i don't know how it's like you preparing for boot camp but it's just goalkeepers and it's specifically like i said analytical on what's going to be the most beneficial for you and the the columbus crew guys their words yesterday was you guys have so many coaches here for the kids that are here yeah we don't do just you know we have 100 kids what's the cheapest way that we could get through it right you know you have literally today on the field 24 kids during that slot and i think eight nine ten personnel there for them and it's just for them you know full-time uh staff in case something happens someone someone you know just for emergencies you have how many chefs do they have three three chefs, three chefs cooking you know crazy meals for them just to make sure that they have energy enough to be able to continue this and for us the only thing that we have said this is our, our next big step that we are missing is to have a full-time um a full-time uh, trainer out there that can just be there the whole time of the camp making sure that the kids are getting taped the kids are getting iced the kids are getting prepared with someone else doing it versus an in-house thing right and and again i i look into camps and i see those camps and I'll say it, I I don't I firmly believe that there's no other camp that has done it that way. And as much as I respect those camps, you know, like we see them and they're they're looking this way and it's like, you know, our our coaches get contacted on hey, come over here right after and stuff like that. But for us it's it's such a it's such a compliment because we started it with literally just a couple of dreams and let's see where this goes. And every year saying that was good enough or it wasn't good and here we are. You know, I think our personal goal right now, um, we have a tradition on the women's side and the co collegiately. We have a tradition that uh, if you go to the Coronas Academy camp, you will win the Division One national championship. Yeah. <laughs> and we were able to keep that tradition for the past two years. Yeah. And we look forward to year three. Yeah. But the, our personal goal uh, for for the next next 
uh, is to make sure on the men's side for Division One uh, we will win the national championship with the campers who choose to uh, who choose and get invite uh, to go to Cronus Academy. Camp, so. Yeah, and look like what Anton is saying, right? Last year we have uh, Mia, who I mean, th there's no point in saying it, but but she's connected to a very very high level goalkeeper in this country, but literally went to France won some tournament with the U.S. Uh, out there, took a flight straight to Cleveland, trained at her camp, left the camp straight to Florida to, she was literally, like, this is her break, and she wow. chose to come do this, you know? And it's it's the coolest thing when you see that. And when Anton's saying, like, we're spoiled, we're spoiled because we have in that same group, Mia, we have Lauren, who ends up winning the national championship that year. You have, you have Vicky Safradin, who just also came from winning the Golden um, Glove. Mm -hmm. You have Emberly, who at that time was a, a professional athlete still. Yeah, flew into wow. train, right? And we're and we're we're sitting there, and like, you don't understand what you're looking at unless you understand what you're looking at, right? Because it just looks like, oh yeah, it's a, a typical day, right? It's a typical day in the Cronus camp, but when we look back about it, it's like, no, 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 these are like, the 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 top cream of the crop on the women's side. This is it right here, and you can add maybe two, three more. Let's just say five more in the country. But to say that 50% of them are here, chose to be here in front of us, and, and we're handling it. And, I, and again, at that time, you know, that was year, year nine. But looking back about it, you know, 10 years ago from today, and think like, this all started with just, you know, I met them at Lakeland, and we decided to put 250 bucks together, and let's see what happens. Yeah. You know? You guys both mentioned that you haven't seen a schedule like the Cronus Academy no camp, like anywhere else around. No so what is the schedule? What is the typical day at the invite-only camp? Uh, we wake up at 5.30 in the morning, uh, including all the coaches, including all the staff. Uh, although Abdel mentioned that uh, uh, we don't have uh, a full-time trainer, we do have a trainer. We do. Yeah, do In-house trainer, but we do it. In -house. She's big time. Yeah, She's big time, but I need to give her a break. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, the line at 5.30 uh, of 15 players who are getting treatment before they go to the fitness session is very significant. So we want more help, yeah. let's put it this way. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we wake up at 5.30 in the morning. And uh, if you go uh, around the country, if you, if you will name me one more camp for the goalkeepers who will wake up their athletes at 5.30, including themselves, I will do one push-up. <laughs> but seriously, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge commitment. That's a, it's a daily commitment um, to the process, and um, you know, we should be an example for the, our athletes, right? We, we, with them at 5:30 a.m. performing different duties. Although maybe me and Abdel are not running with them, uh, but we with them, we together, we are one mechanism. And uh, that's our methodology for the uh, for the academy, right? One mechanism. Uh, we all work uh, together. We so after 5:30, we go to the activation fitness session, uh, and um, after we go to the breakfast, then we go for a uh, two-hour session in the field. Now we come back, we have a lunch, and uh, we get ready for the second two-hour session. And then we have a um, yoga instructor coming, helping us. Uh, she's doing a fantastic job. And uh, on the days when we don't have yoga, uh, we do the recovery in the pool. And then after uh, our uh, uh, coaching director, uh, Paul Peter, 
Um, he's a MLS, uh, one of the MLS most respectful uh, coaches in the country. Uh, he does the tactical analysis uh, for the uh, most uh, the complex topics uh, when it comes to the uh, goalkeeping, right? So, uh, and um, you know, we, like I said, we have a, a world-class settings, right? Like the best screen and to, to present those presentations. Mm -hmm. And thank you for the to Western Reserve Academy for providing us with the, with all the tools that we need. Uh, they are fantastic, right? They are phenomenal with the fields, with the with the food. Chef Eddie, thank you so much. And all his staff just uh, just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and with the managers, right? With with the Pat and Matt, it's awesome. Like those things are important. But going back to to the schedule, then uh, our players don't do the laundry. Coaches don't do the laundry. The Western Reserve Academy does the laundry for us, right? And and Chef Eddie cooks all the meals. Uh, so we were able to to go to bed as soon as the tactical session is over. Right? We go to bed, lights out. We don't even need to go and check in the room because we know after three sessions a day, players are sleeping because they have to wake up at 5:30. Right? So that's the that's the that's the daily schedule, and that's how we go. Uh, what five and a half days, so five nights, and and on Saturday afternoon, we check out. And I'll add you another one. You know, I think if you look at it, I don't think you can name another camp that looks as great as we do. You know, like the what we provide for the athletes, it's something that I think for me personally was always a dream to be able to give them. And every year we've continued to improve on them, right? But it's it's those things where you where you get to see that as much as um, of an investment for the family it is to come to this camp, we really really give it all back, right? And when they're getting provided with gear, backpacks, gloves, all these kind of things. So like when families tell us, what do we bring? And it's literally just bring your cleats, bring your cleats and, you know, ready to work. And if you want to bring a fan, whatever. Right. But when it comes to like their gear, it's just that just bring your cleats and everything else is there. And, and it's one of those things where, again, when you look, when you look, it's those extra steps on our end that are so important to be able to, forget necessarily standing out to other people but for us to think like this is th this is our Cronus standard mm -hmm. you know th this is what it is if you want to come with us what you're going to get from us because we can hand out t-shirts and just here's t-shirts and I could tell Chef Eddie like hey you know what instead of the good protein the good fats the good just give them pizza they're fine you know instead of a uh, yoga instructor we don't need that mm -hmm. right instead of a full time person that's going to tape them up at 5am we don't need that they could do it on their own and I want to add here, um, all our coaches are in-house coaches, right? So we don't bring the coaches who doesn't know how to operate the machine because, uh, oh, by the way, it's uh, we bring four machines. Mm -hmm. And it's, by the way, worth of $30,000, right? When, wow. Uh, when, uh, uh, when you think that way, yeah, there are a couple guys that put together four machines to train kids in the summer camp. Mm -hmm. crazy mm -hmm. right so yeah we don't bring cones in the field we bring the uh most expensive tools yeah. uh, to develop the players with most professional staff staff with years of experience and all the staff are uh if not like state-wise like minimum state-wise max nationally recognized of producing the high level players right so so we have john congress uh, david silva 
Augusto Ramirez, right? And, uh, we have uh, Jackie Portinga, she's unbelievable, one of the best ECNL coaches in the country, Paul Pita with us, right? And we also developing the coaches when it comes to uh, assistance, right? And, and I want to mention also uh, Tony Wu, he is a college coach uh, and, and Division II and, and one of our first affiliates, of course, coach Kevin Arellano doing a phenomenal job right now uh, coaching in Pepperdine and uh, uh, the success that the program had in the, in the previous years, taking the team into the playoffs two years ago, almost winning the national championship. Well, that's when Coach Kevin stepped in, and I'm not saying he turned out the program, but he definitely made a difference on the goalkeepers. And Zoe to this day is a is a legend, mm -hmm. uh, and and pepper that right. And uh, Coach Kevin is in-house coach. In in-house, he reach out to us saying, "Hey, uh, by by the way, my name is Kevin. I just done playing. I want to be goalkeeper coach." And now Kevin is in Pepperdine and uh, developing keepers keepers that, uh, and, uh, that that are willing to fly in you know, from MLS teams with the professional league uh, here and, uh, and train with him in, uh, in Malibu. So. That's awesome. Guys, before we close out, what would you say Cronus's message to all of your goalkeepers who train is? What is the forefront thing that you tell your goalkeepers that you would want them to take away? I think the big one for us is like definitely what we have on the back of our shirts, right? I think it's always, you know, they all think they can do what we do until it's time to do what we do. And it's definitely, I think, a slogan that we live by, of not just as Cronus, but as goalkeepers. You know, it's 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 easy to say and it's easy to look into us as, you know, the, the odd one out, you know, you, you don't run, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we know how difficult it is to really stand there. And, you know, I had a coach once tell me, like, there's only a few people in this world that can literally know what it is to be under those three sticks in a stadium, and then you add people in, and, and as as every level goes up, it just gets more and more difficult to manage that position. You know, you, you can, like we talk about all the time, you cannot stop training in our position. Field players can go, and they could just go against the wall, and just they won't lose their touch. It won't go away. Mm -hmm. But for us, you know, if you stop diving for two, three weeks, and you come back, there's pain right away on it. There's no other position like that. So it's like I said, our slogan of they can do, they all think they can do what we do until it's time to do what we do. It's what Cronus lives by, what Cronus Academy lives by, with what everything be beyond the Cronus umbrella and who we are, and every coach there and every kid that comes to camp, literally, right? You can think you, you do, you can think you do what I'm doing until you come and try to do it, and then we'll see, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of kids that come and these great profiles, and we look at the resumes, and then what happens? And then they realize what this really is, you know? And um, also it's on our short at the front, uh, 258, earned, not given. Because for us, it, the message is, even if we're gonna do a 24 seven development, it's still not, not enough. Mm -hmm. Not at the standard where we can compete uh, at the national level, right? Not where we can win the titles and at the, at the national championship. Uh, 25258 right that's that's the standard that uh, all the coaches all the staff and mm -hmm. all the players live by so at the end we can put on uh under media and, and uh, under t-shirts earned not given because we know the behind the scene how much work it took for a coach and for the player 
and for the family, right? What type of commitment they had uh, to now leave that trophy. And even if it's not trophy, right, to get that uh, potential position in any company, right, if you will, right? Or get recruited on the money, also important, because there is a big difference. When you go and you're just on the roster or you're getting the scholarship and you're starting goalkeeper. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Two five eight are not given. Yep. Then, guys, before we close, if there's a goalkeeper out there listening that wants to train with Cronus, how can the listeners find you? How can they find Cronus Gloves, Cronus Academy, in any way? I think just wherever you are, just Google it. At this point, you know, Google Cronus, Cronus Goalkeeping, and it'll locate you. To, yeah, it'll locate you to the closest one near you. You know, if you're here in Ohio, I know a couple guys, and wherever you are in the country, there's a couple guys near you for sure. That's the easiest way. You go on social media, you go on Google, you type Cronus Academy, and there you will see everything right away. Right, you will see the website of in the store. Uh, you will see our affiliates. Um, you will see the main Cronus Academy website, and um, it just it's just that simple. Amazon at the end of the day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's already a different story how yeah. we got the. Uh, the trademark but yeah we are official on amazon right now with the not just mom and pop shop but with official store yeah so <laughs> that's it is. that's what it is right a lot of work and here we are you know so, absolutely yeah. last question for you the name cronus where did it come from and what does it mean so cronus it's it's an interesting story on that one because it, it goes back to the unique story between me and anton right so i i at that time had known anton good but we've been knowing each other maybe let's say like a year and a half but not to the point of knowing his backstory, but um, Cronus, Cronus comes from the word Cronus, the god. And Cronus, um, what it stood for was he was a father of time or keeper of time, I think, I believe it said. And for me, it just went so well. You know, the coincidence, and sometimes you think about it, how like there's certain things in this life that aren't coincidence. Uh, Anton's father used to own a company by the name of Cronus. And again, like I had no clue about this, but this is something that he grew up with. So when I come up to him, I'm like, oh, what about this? And he tells me, dude, this is my dad's company back then, right? So it's such a it's such a crazy thing that we're here. And for for me, like Cronus, a keeper of time, just works so well. You, you, you know, remove the C to a K and then the U to an I, and it just works out. But to me, the more meaningful thing is that somehow that connected with him and what his, upbring, his upbringing on that one. And, you know, for us, it's, it's one of those um, interesting things, you know, and like the logo itself being the mark of Cain, um, it's it's such a cool story behind that, right? And it's uh, the way you you learn about the the logo. Coach Augusto had such a great impact on that logo itself. Of um, the market cane basically stands for immortality, and no matter how much you want to tear this person down, like they're never gonna die. And we started Cronus for me. It's like, well, no matter how bad this gets, we're gonna keep pushing through it, you know. And for us, like the things we've gone through with Cronus, with COVID, with you know camp is happening two months from today and they're calling us hey facility shut down and now we got to get all these kids somewhere else and the things we've gone through it goes again like you can try and like i said you know they all think they can do what we do until it's time to do what we do and um uh, also cronus in the multiple language might have different meanings right and that's also what the idea behind uh because we had a dream being known globally and uh, we are right now 
and Cronus is like I said, in, in, and Abdul just mentioned, Cronus can mean a, uh, a, a God timekeeper. In the other language, it can it can mean uh, something else. And like Abdul mentioned, the flying K, it stands for the uh, being unbeaten. Uh, my dad had a different different ideas in his mind when he named his his company, uh, but it's just such a universal uh, name uh, that is. Um, just warm. It's warm. It's welcoming, and uh, it's a uh, it's something that everyone can rely, trust, uh, and be loyal to. That's that's how I put it. Absolutely, Anton Abdel. Thank you so much for joining me today. Any final thoughts before we let you go? Nah, for me, man. Thank you for having us. I know it's late, and <laughs> you know it's a last minute thing, so I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Oh, I, it's awesome. It's great experience to be here with you, Logan. Thank you so much for putting this together. And uh, to all the listeners, thank you for your time. And um, if, uh, I truly believe that the conversation was really, really cool and a lot of good information. And look forward to get back here and, and tell you guys the, the story behind the patent and my favorite. <laughs> that's a good way to end it that's a good one that'll that's be a good a, one that'll to be end episode on. of its own guys know? thank you so much again for joining me uh, for the listeners make sure you tune into sports power talk every sunday from 11 to 1 and tune into sports power talk overtime every monday from here on out you won't want to miss it once again i'm your host and joining me was del rodriguez and we will see you next time thank you